Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast. I'm Bill Kelly. Hamilton's plan for LRT is dead. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, Minister of Transportation Caroline Mulrooney, President of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce Keenan Loomis, and a handful of city councilors all weigh in on the pros and cons of that decision. The Bill Kelly Podcast starts now. Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to begin the uh, the conversation as we did 24 hours ago right here in this very studio uh, when Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger was first uh, appraised of the fact that uh, the government was going to make what we were told then was a major announcement about uh, LRT. And uh, as the mayor left here after his town hall yesterday, he did tell us that he was going to endeavor to meet with the minister. I'm told that happened. So we want to bring the mayor back in to give us an update. And uh, First of all, Mr. Mayor, on a busy day, thank you sir, for taking some time. Glad you could join us here today. Uh, always good to be with you, Bill. Fred, what was the uh, the the tenure of the meeting? You finally did have a face to face with the minister yesterday. Well, we did at about uh, twelve thirty or so, and um, you know it wasn't scheduled, but they had decided to uh, come and see us uh, before they made their uh, ill-fated announcement, and essentially told us uh, what they what has now become uh, very public that they wouldn't tell the media and the uh, council that was there myself and the public uh, was all in the room at the Sheraton at the time uh, a very unfortunate uh, turn of events but uh, not sure why they went uh, about it in, that, in the way that they did but notwithstanding that she told me uh, quite clearly that they were canceling the project that uh, all the uh, funding for future property acquisition would be frozen, any deals that had not been closed would, uh, would be canceled, and that uh, the funding would be gone, And but that they would uh, uh, set up a task force to, uh, to deal with what they were going to do with the billion dollars that they promised the city of Hamilton in terms of future investment. That was essentially the announcement. Uh, I was shocked and surprised, as uh, you, you might expect, um, by, by you know, the whole turn of events that day. And uh, no forewarning in terms of this, uh, you know, coming down the pipe. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they had given us information about high-level benchmark increases, et cetera, et cetera, but never indicated that they were prepared to pull the plug on this. And uh, as of Thursday, we got a more detailed, you know, accounting of what they, their inflated numbers look like. And uh, I, I assume they already had decided that they were going to do this announcement on Monday. Well, so let me ask you. Let me ask you about those numbers because that seems to be a rather contentious yep. point. Uh, the, 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 the reporting I've seen on this, Mr. Mayor, is that they're quoting something in the neighborhood of five point five billion dollars, as opposed to the one point two billion dollars, which is obviously wildly uh, different from from the numbers we've been working with for the last little while. Uh, did you get any explanation at all as to how they came to that number? Yeah, they uh, they basically built into the uh, that number the entire life cycle cost of the project over 30 years and the operating uh, costs uh, that is to be borne by the municipality, not even part of the municipal cost structure. Uh, they built all of that into the uh, cost of the project uh, and to uh, to inflate the number to you know 5.5 billion dollars. And, and by comparison, you will you will know that uh, you know all of the other projects have both a capital component, they have a life cycle component. A financing component and an operating and maintenance component. That's not that's not news. Uh, if you look at any of the other projects that they're continuing on with, I'm sure the numbers are into the multi-billion dollars. But the capital cost, which is what the number that, that everyone has focused on, has uh, you know was was destined to be a billion or a billion two or a billion three. Uh, so um, you know I would say that they've uh, they've really played around with the numbers. And again, they were estimates. 
they were done by apparently Infrastructure Ontario, that wonderful organization that uh, gave us the stadium fiasco, uh, you know, a few years ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously have not been uh, clever enough to go to the end of the RFP process to uh, to get the real numbers on uh, what the bidders would be prepared to pay for the cost of this project. So, so is there, was there an uh, expectation? I mean, was there an expectation that the the province was going to pay for the operating costs over the life cycle of this project? No, not the operating costs. Well, why do they factor them in then? Borne by the municipality. Why did they factor them in? And they, and by the way, if they're going to put these numbers together uh, and they're going to say here are the life cycle costs by their estimates, uh, did they also factor in revenues that are going to be generated from this? No, of course not, and uh, that that doesn't serve their uh, their kind of inflated numbers now. So inflate the numbers and justify your cut. Uh, the numbers don't hold up, and that's why we've been asking about clarity on these numbers. Uh, you know, for we were asking for on Thursday for them to provide us an opportunity to talk to the Infrastructure Ontario people. We had a number of questions. We're actually going to publicize those. Uh, of what uh, what they were actually putting on the table. And, you know, some of the very questions you're asking right now are the very same questions we were asking them. How can you possibly equate the operating and maintenance, uh, you know, cost into the overall project cost? That's to be borne by the municipality. Life cycle costs have always been there, uh, not highly advertised, to be fair, but they've always been there, and they're part of every other LRT project, whether you're in Ottawa or in Kitchener-Waterloo or Toronto or Mississauga. They all have uh, much higher numbers over and above the capital cost. Mr. Mayor, our time is short, but uh, as, as you look at this, you've, you've had a, a few hours now to mull this over. What do you say to the, the partners that were involved in this? And I'm not talking just about the provincial government, but I'm talking about people like Leuna, uh, Fengate. Uh, they're, they're, we're talking about thousands of jobs here. Uh, we're talking about people that have purchased land along this road under the expectation that there was going to be future development there. Uh, that's all blown up right now. Uh, you know, I, 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 can only, I can only say, uh, you know, I, I personally and they uh, couldn't have tried harder to keep this project alive. Uh, I know that uh, the Chamber of Commerce and uh, Leuna had all weighed in on this uh, project to, uh, to, 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 to let the government know that this was high on their priority list. And uh, unfortunately, the, this government has failed us all and uh, let us down, and uh, and not for justifiable reasons. And, you know, if you look at the numbers, uh, you know, people need to start to make com- some comparisons to uh, what's happening in uh, in uh, Mississauga. And I, I don't begrudge their project, but uh, it also went over, over cost, and they covered those costs. And it would have life cycle and all that stuff built into it. So we, we're going to have to try and make uh, honey out of this vinegar. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do it, but we're going to do the best we can. And uh, obviously, the uh, the the positive coming out of this, if if this promise is to be believed, that uh, they're going to leave a billion dollars uh, for investment in the city of Hamilton, uh, is uh, something that we're going to have to have a very strong and uh, and uh, you know forceful conversation with them on. And I anticipate that uh, their task force should be structured so that uh, Hamilton leadership has uh, you know very strong influence on whatever they're going to try and pull together. Well, that's another major concern, and I know that's not something we're probably going to settle in the next couple of minutes, or hours for that matter, but this task force, uh, I mean, it, 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 it smacks to me of the idea that, well, they don't trust city council to be able to allocate this money properly, so we're going to have somebody else do it for them. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, top-down kind of government approach, which, uh, in my view, doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. It's, uh, it's unfair, uh, actually. They, uh, they said some time ago during the election, to their election, that, 
oh, no, you know, we'll just let Hamilton have a billion dollars and they can do with it what they will. Well, uh, obviously that was never true, and uh, and, and they've changed that tune in a hurry. So I would, uh, you know, council's going to have to re- grapple with this. Uh, you know, I, I can't say that a billion dollar isn't a benefit to the city, but I'm not so sure that that's a promise they're going to keep either. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, much more to talk about this uh, in the weeks and, and months ahead as this unfurls. Thank you so much for the time, Mr. Mayor. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Bill. Thank you. Uh, as I say, we're going to be talking with other people on City Council and other uh, affected parties by this. And uh, the reaction, of course, has been pretty swift. And uh, notwithstanding the fact that I think by the time that everybody gathered at the Sheraton yesterday, most people were aware of what this announcement was going to be all about. I guess there was still some hope, maybe, that uh, that was going to be an altered plan or something to do with that. But to have the plug pulled on this uh, has been a shock. Not to everybody. I, you, I, I'm not going to start re-debating this whole issue again, because you know the points and the talking points that everybody has used about uh, whether or not we should go ahead with this project or not. And, you know, BRT as opposed to LRT and on and on it goes. But it all seems to be moot at this stage since uh, the provincial government, which obviously uh, had previously uh, committed to uh, continuing with this project and partnering with the city on this project, uh, will no longer be doing so like, effective immediately. I, so the the word that uh, the mayor was told yesterday, we are told by the uh, the minister uh, of transport, uh, Carol and Mulroney, uh, and 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 therein lies the the concern, I guess. And and uh, the you know, the question we have to ask here is, uh, what do we do going forward, and and what's going to happen now? Uh, because an awful lot of the economic development, a lot of the downtown development, a lot of the investment that we have seen downtown, we were told was predicated on the fact that this LRT line was going to go right through the downtown core. And that's not going to happen anymore. So what does that do to some of those projects? Well, we'll talk to those individuals, obviously, uh, and try to get the lay of the land as to exactly what's happening. But it's uh, it's rather disconcerting, I guess, for an awful lot of people right now. And it's uh, I, I think a lot of people are still in kind of in shock that the announcement was made like this. And uh, obviously uh, the concern about <clears throat> where this is going to happen and what's going to happen right now. And our transportation plan, which means uh, kind of going back to the drawing board, I suppose. Well, to try to get some clarity to this, we are pleased to welcome to the program the Minister of Transport for the Province of Ontario. Uh, the Honourable Caroline Mulroney joins us uh, here on the Bill Kelly Show. Uh, Madam Minister, thank you for the time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just had a discussion with Mayor Eisenberger about this, uh, Minister, and uh, the, I guess the concern and the question that everybody's been asking, and, and I'm certain you've had it more than once or twice over the last 24 hours or so, why the decision? Well, uh, the LRT project is one that um, uh, the City of Hamilton has, and the Mayor himself, has been advocating for. Uh, we committed to funding a billion dollars uh, for Hamilton, and uh, as we were going through the procurement process, which was underway, we were realized we realized that it was challenged, and so uh, we got a, received a report with um, information about the real costs of the project, and uh, and so we wanted to be transparent with the mayor and with the city of Hamilton, and uh, and let them know that we we can't afford to move forward with it, um, but uh, but that we were still standing by our commitment of a billion dollars. There's a lot of people questioning those numbers and, and how they were arrived at, Ma- uh, Madam Minister. Uh, the, the numbers that were quoted yesterday by, by your department uh, talked about 30-year life cycle costs and, and the operating costs of the project, and uh, that was never discussed. I mean, my understanding from what the mayor just told us is it was never considered that the province was going to be involved or be responsible for operating costs. So why was it added on to that? 
I understand that the mayor is frustrated and is looking at the cost and questioning the cost, as as we were, uh, as we did when we uh, when we realized that the liberals had, you know, they said that the province would cover 100% of the capital costs of the project. They also said that they would pay a billion dollars towards the LRT. And so the logical inference there is that the project itself costs a billion dollars. That's the number they put in their most recent budget. And that's a number we all believed. I mean, the PC Party of Ontario put it, we put it in our election platform. And those numbers we knew, we know now would have been, should have been three times higher at that point. And so the costs uh, were escalating, um, and, and we hired an, an independent uh, expert third party to look at the real cost, to assess the true costs of the Hamilton LRT. Uh, and we were very disappointed to find out that it was even five times higher than the $1 billion. And so um, I understand that there's frustrations around the numbers. I feel that frustration um, and share that anger as well. Uh, but it's important that the people of Hamilton know that we are standing by our commitment to provide a billion dollars worth of investment for transportation and transit infrastructure. There are, in fact, some serious concerns about, as I say, how those numbers were arrived at. And I understand it was an independent body that did this. Uh, these are not your numbers, but I, I, I don't hear anything about, uh, for instance, the operating costs factored into any of the other projects around the, in the GTA, for instance. And, and I don't even know, from what I can see, that there's any consideration for revenues generated from this project to offset some of those costs. So it, it just seems to me as if the, this, this was a, a job done in half measures. But it is what it is, and here we are now. Well, let me just say that under the terms of the agreement that uh, the city of Hamilton is responsible for operating and maintaining the LRT. And in the course of the work that the expert had done, we realized that those had climbed significantly as well. And so the city of Hamilton would be responsible for paying um, a, a cost that had just escalated exorbitantly. Uh, and, and we wanted to be transparent and open with the city and let them know that this was, uh, this was a fact, that they were going to fiscal reality that they would need to address. Um, and we weren't prepared to download almost a billion dollars worth of operations and maintenance costs to the city, certainly not without them knowing. Well, as I say, we can go around in circles on this. The city seemed more than willing to be able to accept those operating costs as they had already endeavored to put the RFP out. But let me ask you, I know your time is limited, and I, I want to I get your comments about uh, something else that was mentioned yesterday, too, is this task force. Uh, the concern that I'm hearing this morning, Madam Minister, is that that task force seems to be taking the, the responsibility away from city council and giving it to unelected officials to make some determination as to where this money is going to go. Is, is, is that an accurate read on this? Not at all. We will be working closely with the city um, and in developing some of those options, but we will be appointing a task force to help um, um, identify priorities. And we're asking the task force report back quickly. Um, we have a billion dollars to invest in the city of Hamilton. And the premier said last night, if the task force uh, determines that the LRT is the right way forward, then the province will be there with its billion dollar commitment. Uh, we want to get started on investing in transportation and transit infrastructure. We know that Hamilton has waited a long time 
um, and we want to uh, to 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 invest in priorities that are identified by uh, people in the city of Hamilton. So we will be working with the city as well, uh, but we will details on the membership of the of the committee itself, the task force will be forthcoming in the next few weeks. Okay, and we'll we will be watching for that. I, listen, I don't want to create any false hope here, but you just mentioned, Madam Minister, that as this task force does this evaluation, that LRT might still be a possibility. So it, 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 is it fair to say that the project is not dead now, it's just delayed? Well, the project as it is as it is structured now is not going forward. Um, and the province is standing by its commitment of a billion dollars for the city of Hamilton. And we're going to be looking forward to the report that we receive from the task force. I can't determine what the results or what the information that they provide will be at this time. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, as I said, all options options are on the table. We want to get it right. Uh, and we stand by our commitment to invest a billion dollars in the city of Hamilton. So that means all options, including LRT, if that's the determination they were to make. If that's the determination, uh, but I think that there are probably a lot of other options that uh, I hope that they will consider that will respond to the needs uh, of, uh, of, of transit riders and commuters and the people of the city of Hamilton. A very busy day today, Ma- Madam Minister. I do appreciate you taking some time for us. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Have a good day. You too. That's uh, Carolyn Maroon, of course, the Minister of Transportation, uh, who was in town yesterday. Obviously didn't make the official announcement because of some of the concerns that we're told about security, but be that as it might. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. As uh, we continue our uh, in-depth coverage of uh, the LRT decision by the provincial government yesterday, which was essentially, if you've just uh, uh, been asleep for the last four or five uh, hours, or four or five days, I guess, uh, the province has pulled the funding. They uh, said effective immediately yesterday uh, they will no longer offer the money for the LRT project here in Hamilton. They say the money's still there. And uh, in our conversation just moments ago with Transport Minister Caroline Mulroney, she suggested that there is going to be a task force that's going to be set up, apparently appointed by the province, not by city, and they will determine where that money should be gone. And then she said, and if they say, come back and say LRT, then we will have to reconsider LRT. Those are her words. Uh, but if you think that's going to be an option, LRT is going to be an option from a task force appointed by the province that just canceled the funding, well, i got a bridge I can sell you too. Uh, let me get Keenan Loomis into the conversation here, the uh, president, of course, of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce, and uh, needless to say, a longtime advocate of uh, the LRT project. Uh, how are you feeling today? Your thoughts? And we're on radio, so watch your language. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't have a good sleep last night, that's for sure, and um, woke up uh, to a, uh, a a less certain future for this city. Um, and I think it's you know it's easy to despair. I, I think the the feelings are raw, and um, you know this this betrayal um, will linger for a long time. Um, but I mean, listen, well, here's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. Yeah, and I'm glad you were able to come in. You have been doing an awful lot of work behind the scenes with the provincial government, and yeah. I don't mean with the conservatives or the liberals, whoever was in government, yeah. to try to move this project forward. Uh, it could be said you probably have done more than some people on city council have done. And you've had a lot of meetings that have not been public, but you've talked with ministry officials about this. You had no inkling this was going to happen. Just last week, um, uh, Minister Mulroney was supposed to be coming into Hamilton on uh, January 21st. And so I met with their staff last week uh, to get prepared, um, you know, to to make them aware of, of all the issues 
that um, you know they're walking into on LRT and and then all these other um, you know transportation priorities that uh, that we have as well. And um, we were going to conduct a, a Q and A uh, with her, and so I wanted to, her to be uh, aware of of everything that's that's happening here on the the transportation file. So with, were they just were they were they just playing with you? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, and yeah, I, but you know, I, I have to I have to set aside that um, that personal feeling of betrayal um, because you know the 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 other thing that was betrayed was was the dream. Um, you know, the the thing that um, brought me here to Hamilton and, and convinced me to stay was the um, the promise of this investment uh, ten years ago, <coughs> and and at that point in time. Um, the only question was whether it was going to be done in time for the the Pan Am Games, and um, you know, so I, I think about the last ten years and and all the opportunities that we missed, um, and how really we shouldn't have even you know been at this in this uh, situation. We should be riding uh, the the LRT, um, but you know, I I, I don't I don't want to lose my optimism and, and let the province steal that. Um, as well uh, for the city. I still think that there is um, an opportunity to, you know, to, to, for the city's future to be, you know, even greater than its, its great past. And, and, you know, so it's just a matter of, of what do we do now? How do we pivot uh, from this moment? And I don't think we need to give up on LRT. I think LRT, uh, the case for LRT will always be there. And in fact, you know, we need to just make sure that we're, we're making the investments um, that strengthen that case. And I think what we had to do when we talk about task force and, and where we go going forward, we have to remember what LRT was all about. It was a major investment in our transit system, which sorely needs it. And it was a major investment in our city, particularly our downtown. And I, I've said it all along. And it was the first thing that was, was so obvious to me when I became a new Hamiltonian is that our downtown core and downtown renewal is our best economic development opportunity. And I, I still believe that. So we have to remember when we're talking about how do we spend this billion dollars, we have to remember what the first principles are, were of this major highly impactful city building project and we have to stick to that we this was about transforming the king street corridor well let's continue with that in fact now we can we can actually address the main street corridor at the same time as as we should be doing it it should be a holistic transformation of the downtown we have to focus on intensification both for jobs and 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 residents and we have to make the right smart investments for that I think about some of the the other projects and, and other spending that was required to make this project done uh, uh, a, a good project. And uh, the the Longwood Bridge needs to be replaced. Let's do that right now. I, I can I don't need a task force to tell you that that needs to be done right now. Fred Street extension needs to be done right now. And and by the way, that's an investment in McMaster Innovation Park, which is one of the, the, the future zones for economic growth and, and jobs growth in this community. I don't need a task force to tell me that that's what we need to do But t- Keenan, right listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to be as pragmatic about this as you are right now, but I, and I'm still seething about this, too, because of the way the government did this. And, and the decision itself is bad enough, but the, the methodology that they did this. Uh, if if there were staff that were meeting with you the other day about this and didn't mention a word to it, I don't believe that j- they just woke up on Saturday and said, you know what, let's kill that project. Uh, this this has been in the works for quite some time. It has. 
And, yeah. and as a matter of fact, I would venture to say that the people that are going to be on this task force have probably already been contacted. I mean, the, the, the fix is in here. I've already heard from some people at Queen's Park that a good deal of that money is already going to be allocated for another major project and not downtown. So, uh, you know, I think we're, we're in for a flurry of, of announcements that are going to really bother us and really going to ask us, I think, a very, very valid question. Are these guys with us or against us? I mean, you, all, everything you just talked about here is very valid. These are all projects we need to do. But if we don't have a partnership with the provincial government, we're sunk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, and, and, and probably this is, the, this is the whole purpose of this. Like, so what sort of teeth does the t- a task force have, right? I mean, obviously, as, as you pointed out um, uh, in the previous call with, uh, with the minister, you know, how, how do you expect council to just roll over and rubber stamp whatever a task force recommends? Like, they may, they may no not have any say in the matter. Doing that. I know what they're going to come back and say. This is our money, meaning the province, and we'll allocate where it's going to go, not just not city council. Well, and, and you know, there, there are a whole bunch of investments that need to be made anyway, and, and we can't allow them to count uh, the, the money that they spend <clears throat> on other projects that need to be done, and they would have been doing other, other, uh, anyway, regardless of <clears throat> whether LRT should be going forward, right? So, it, like, there, there are other things that need to be done, and we can't let them say that, well, we're, we're shifting the money now to the widening of this or to this interchange or, or to, you know, the, the, um, the international trade corridor. Because those those on their own should stand. The business case for those investments should stand on their own. This is about downtown development, and in the people who have who have invested in downtown on the promise of this project, they need answers, and they need to know that uh, that Hamilton is still a place in which to invest. The other conversation that we have to have uh, as, a, as a task force, as a community, is what is going to be done with the $80 million worth of property that the province owns. And that needs to be a major part of the, um, of, of the whole uh, mandate of the task force or whatever going forward. And they have to address that because they cannot just be vacant property slumlords. And we, ha- in particular, have an affordability issue in this community. That was one of the things that, you know, it, it has has happened over the last ten years. That's made me uncomfortable when fighting for um, these types of investments. Is is seeing the displacement and, and and seeing how it's impacting other people. And and so the the province really needs to come to the table with solutions uh, for that as well. So you know, if if you look at it, and we're starting all over, and we got a billion dollars, you know, you you can be pretty optimistic. It's it's just a matter of what the process is going to be uh, going forward. I don't trust. Um, what the province is going to be uh, dictating, and and I, you know, it's it's hard for me to trust uh, what's going to be coming out of city hall as well. So I I think that that's probably the the what they bet on is the the fact that whatever happens is never going to happen within this mandate is never going to hit their 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 budget uh, over the next uh, few years because you know we have a history of dithering and 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 not um, agreeing on on a future uh, path. And so that's probably part of the calculation. And, and I guess um, I think that would be uh, the best revenge is to, to come up with something and, and force them to pay those reparations now. Well, I understand you want to look forward, and that's, that's laudable, and that's ultimately something we're going to do. But I still, there has to be an analysis as to how we got to where we were yesterday. <laughs> and, and I don't mean my finger pointing, yeah. but, but I mean... Uh, and it, it's the you know the the low hanging fruit here is to blame the province for everything and 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 I'm I'm 
pissed at the province for or a the whole previous lot of government. reasons. Or that, but also city council, because they've kicked this thing down the road mm-hmm. with unnecessary delays, you know, about getting this involved, and let's study this, and let's do this, and let's face it, there were two or three times where this thing almost came off the rails because of city council. Uh, I, I think it was probably unrealistic for the Premier McGinty at that time to suggest LRT was going to be done in time for the games, but it should have been done shortly after. The fact that we're sitting yeah. here, there hasn't even been a shovel in the ground, city council's got to take a lot of the blame for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, and... You know, it, there were four years as well where, where nothing advanced on this file at all. And in, in fact, you know, we had to save it from uh, our, uh, our, our mayor. Um, so there is a lot of blame to go around. And I don't think the, the timing is coincidental either, you know, given uh, everything that's happened um, over the last year, really. Um, we're particularly weak at this moment we, it, and vulnerable. And, uh, you know, there is a lot of ire directed to City Hall, so why not kick us out when we're down? Chamber of Commerce, by definition, is, is, is neutral. You don't have any political affiliation no. uh, nor with no. anything. Uh, but how can you trust the province now? As you go forward on this, you've just talked about a number of projects that need to be addressed in this city. And I would like to think that at some point the mayor can sit down and talk uh, with the premier or the responsible ministers and say, how about this and let's do this and let's partner with this. But can you take them at their word now? I um, once once trust is broken, Keenan, it's very is broken, difficult to get it back. I know, and, and, I, and you know, I don't think they care one way or another. But well, I mean, we have to. We, we we don't have anybody in government right now that's advocating for for Hamilton that cares about Hamilton. So, um, but you know, we we do have, I guess, a, a little bit of leverage at this point in time. And and we, and like I said, we need to we need to 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 be clear and quick with our recommendations, and here's how we want to spend that money that you have available for us. I, and I, again, I, I don't think that they expect us to be able to do that within this mandate, so let's, uh, let, that's the best revenge. Well, see, we didn't get any clarity from the minister, and unfortunately she only had five minutes for us, and we were told that it was a very tight timeline. There's a hundred other things I wanted to ask her about and try to get some clarity on. And including the task force. We don't even know who's going to be on it. We don't know uh, what the, the scope of the of the work is going to be. We don't even know if the city council is going to have any say in what's going to happen here. And there's no way that they're going to be able to deliver uh, recommendations by February. Again, that's all part of, of the, the equation here. So what do you tell Joe Mancinelli? What do you tell, uh, you know, Fengate? What do you tell the other people that have invested money along this route, purchased land, started projects, all on the premise that this thing was going to get done? There are other ways to go forward. Um, there is, the, the province is apparently willing to, to help us um, and, and work with us. And there's a willing partner in the federal government as well. I, um, I was speaking with uh, Minister McKenna this morning, and, you know, she's... She's a Hamiltonian. She's angry, and and she said repeatedly, "How can we help?" Um, and I think that if we can get our, you know, what together locally, um, you know, I, I think then all eyes are on the province in in, in forcing them to act. Um, you know, it, I I thought that these people listen to business. They they say it a lot, um, and and we. You know the business interests, the developers. They they need to express how disappointed they are, how 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 optimistic they were for Hamilton, and and how they want to remain invested in Hamilton. You know, it's it's still mostly Hamiltonians investing in Hamilton. So you know that their heart is still there. 
it's just right now the 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 future is murky it it it's tough you know these are thin margins hamilton is not a wealthy city and and so this billion dollar investment in transit really helped unlock a lot of development but you know we we can't we can't let that slip away there there's absolutely no way and we have to address the concerns of of those people uh first and and again do so in a way that um that also uh is very inclusive and um allows for there's there's so many great opportunities to be uh you know the city that that is finally addressing affordable housing that is uh addressing um transit issues and there are other investments that we can make and when i say that uh we should build uh, the longwood bridge and, and the fridge street extension immediately and there's all kinds of other little projects like that across the the downtown uh i say when we do it we build them wide enough to uh in the future accommodate an LRT line because again that will always be I think um, there will there will be a good business case for this and and we just gotta wait for the right timing. Well, from the minister's comments this morning on this program, it, it, the business case I don't think was ever a concern. It, they they seem to have uh, concern with costing and its money and it's it's. Keenan, again, I, I understand you don't want to get political about this, but the, the, here's I'm the not reality. A I know. Uh, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is there's the, there seems to be a mandate from this government to simply lower the bottom line costs on everything, whether it's health care, whether it's education, and we already know about the conflict they're having right now with teachers about that, and, and, the, and the education system, by the way, and now they do it with transportation. It's simply a matter of saying, this is, you know, this is too expensive. I, I question the, the math that they used on this, as you and I just talked it's about. It's terrible. They didn't include, operate, they didn't include no. uh, uh, any money that was going to be generated in the way of revenue to offset those costs like every other project would. It seemed to me as if they predetermined we're going to kill this thing. Now present me a business case to show why we're doing it. Yeah. Where's the, In other words, here's, here's, the, here's, here's what we're going to do. Now work backwards and justify it. Who did it, Bill? Who, who, who did that analysis and, and can we see all the work you know, behind it? Um, you know, it... it and I understand that they're in a tight spot. You know, look, we're, business people are always talking about balancing budgets and and keeping tax rates low and, and all that. But in this case, like, you know, the business case was really clear. It was already, you could see the, the development that it was uh, unlocking. Um, it made a lot of sense. And, and, and you can see in Waterloo how transformational that project has been. Um, and again, there's a there's a community that uh, that worked a lot quicker than than we did. Got it done so that it wasn't vulnerable uh, to this type of political maneuvering. I, I know we're just about out of time here, but I want to take you back to uh, I think the first time that Doug Ford came to Hamilton after he got elected as premier. Uh, I wasn't there, but you were. It was a meeting with business people in this community. I mm-hmm. believe it was up at John C. Monroe Airport, if I recall. Yeah. Now, it, not you, but somebody else that attended that meeting. Actually, a couple of different people uh, that attended that meeting. Were, uh, the, I said, what's the takeaway? And he said, one of the comments that Ford made, I guess, during the Q&A was he says, you know what, Hamilton's not going to get much of anything as long as they keep electing NDP members. So that, that smacks to me that this also has a, a very, very heavy overtone of political, yeah. uh, you know, a p- partisanship here. And, uh, and we're caught in the middle of that. Well, you know, they did nothing to try to fight for Hamilton, to, to make it um, a, a battleground. And, you know, they, they, they didn't even try to ingratiate themselves um, with our community. And, and they had the perfect opportunity in, in working with the Chamber of Commerce to, to unlock development and, and create jobs and, and to really listen to business. And they failed on, on that effort. So they obviously over the last couple of years realized there's, there's no 
there's no use in in even trying uh, to win over Hamilton. And, um, you know, it, it, it is truly unfortunate. Katie Loomis from the Chamber of Commerce, uh, thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Bill. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Two of the uh, city councilors that were over at the Sheraton yesterday uh, for what turned out to be uh, a non-announcement, because the, the minister actually never did address the media or anybody else for that matter, uh, were Maureen Wilson from Ward 1 and John Paul Danko from Ward 8. They join us here in studio uh, to get uh, their reaction to uh, what has gone on. Uh, Maureen, first of all, let me start with you. Uh, Give me a, your read on what you saw, what you experienced yesterday. It just, it just seemed as if this is almost a surreal ende- endeavor by the minister. Uh, not the way government's supposed to work, in my opinion. I've, um, good morning, I've organized and planned media conferences. I've attended media conferences. Never seen anything like it. Chaos, um, ducking, um, not being straightforward, and having the, the character and the courage to address people in the room. John Paul? Well, I was angry yesterday, uh, hardly slept at all last night, and I'm still livid this morning. Uh, it's nice to hear that you got five minutes with the minister this morning on it's Five air. more than you got. Uh, yeah. that, exactly. That's five more than the mayor of the city of Hamilton or any of Hamilton Council or the public in Hamilton uh, heard from the minister. And uh, in my mind, what happened yesterday, I think, should be a concern for everybody across Ontario because it's representative of this government's disdain for municipalities and for the public, voters, business, and anybody that's looking to invest in Ontario. It, it was it was beyond words. Well, one of the things that I found very bizarre, among many, I guess, uh, and Maureen, you can remember this because you were in administration in, in municipal politics in this, was the amalgamation and the huge debate that went on back in the late 1990s because uh, we knew we were going to be targeted and we were going to amalgamate in, in, you know, in a couple of years. And, and I know a couple of different times the minister in charge, Steve Gilchrist, actually had meetings here in Hamilton. Uh, and they were very contentious. And, and let's face it, amalgamation was a very contentious issue. But never... Have I ever heard of city councillors being told, no, you can't go to that meeting, no, you're not allowed in? And that's what you were told yesterday. We were outside the door. Um, They were not going to let Mayor Eisenberger in. Uh, Finally, they conceded he would be allowed in, but wouldn't be able to talk. Then the rest of us were shut out. Then the rest of council who were there were allowed in, um, but on the condition that we were not allowed to ask questions or to speak. And the public was shut out. And then finally, the public was let in. Uh, We were seated. We were waiting and waiting. And a spokesperson came to the front of the room, took all the microphone equipment down, and said it had been canceled. So how did you get word about what was going on? Um, I was leaving the Sheridan. I was about to be interviewed by a national news network. um, And he got word through his earpiece that the minister was across the street. I, I said, well, I'm going to join you. Um, I'm an elected official. I'm accountable to this community. Make no mistake about it, LRT was going to be transformational for Hamilton. And the direction we're going in now is we're going to go back to just managing our decline and fighting for crumbs. I, I b- have believed in this project for a whole bunch of reasons, and on that basis, I wanted some answers. So. I went across the street, waited in the lobby. Um, Councillor Danko was with me. Um, the security called the Hamilton Police Service on us. 
Um, and again, they allowed one news organization upstairs. We were there for maybe two hours. But you were not heckling. No. You're not being disruptive. You just want answers. No, no, no. We were being very respectful, very respectful, not heckling at all. That That's the incident itself, which is, is bizarre. We could probably spend a whole hour talking about that itself. But now let's get to the, the substance of, of what we found out yesterday. And, and then in the conversation I just had with the minister a few minutes ago. Uh, the justification, and I'll use that term loosely, for, for the uh, the decision here, John Paul, was uh, what they said was an independent report about operating costs, et cetera. And they said that, well, they used a figure of over $5 billion, as opposed to the $1.2 or $3 billion that we've been talking about here. Um, I, I, I asked you who did the report. I, I, I haven't seen the report. Have you seen the report? Did you even know they were doing a report about this? Metrolinx was in charge of this. I believe one of the news organizations posted a photo of one page of the report that I saw yesterday. Beyond that, I have no information beyond what the general public has. There is nothing that was shared with council, with the mayor, with any of our staff. And uh, But from what I've seen and what from the minister uh, has said, um, to be frank, the, the province's numbers are pure fantasy. They're BS. And just on the scale of what they're saying, LRT was never the billion dollars. That's mm-hmm. the capital investment of to start the project. Mm-hmm. It was own, operate, and maintain for 30-year life cycle. And then the province goes in, inflates the numbers, inflates, and, and basically, you know, makes up whatever numbers they, they thought that they needed to kill this project, um, you know, inflates the numbers, and then adds in a 30-year life cycle cost to make it look as if it's billions over budget. I, I mean, the whole thing is just ridiculous. And from an engineering standpoint, I am a professional engineer. I've done project cost estimates many times, and I've never seen somebody go to this length to, you know, essentially cook the books to make a project look a way that it that it's not. It's it's so far beyond reason. It's it's. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There, there's two elements to it that I didn't get a very straight answer from the minister on. And, and one was, why did you include operating costs? Because that was never part of the bargain with the province. That was the responsibility of the city, uh, notwithstanding their estimates that, well, Hamilton can't afford that. I don't think that's a decision for her to make. It's really up to Hamilton taxpayers. Well, we made that decision a number of elections. Yeah. We've had um, mayors run on this election and win on that platform. A number of us on the table have run with that platform. Uh, we've had elections. This, we're, we were to go forward with it on the basis that we had it. And with any other transit project, whether it's buses, whether it's a new bus line, whether you always, if you're going to talk about operating costs, you also have to include in that the offsets you're going to get from 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 revenue that's generated. Apparently, they didn't do that. Well, uh, you know, if if they're going to have a, a this <clears throat> appointed task force with. I'm not quite sure what focus, what scope, what agenda, who gets appointed to it. If that is um, how they're going to be calculating options, then that is the standard which we will apply to everything that comes to the table. You don't, <coughs> excuse me, you don't know at this stage if you're even going to have a say in where that money's going to be spent. No. This could be a task force that just announces to the province it's going to be within the city limits of Hamilton, but it's going to be – you don't know. This could be totally out of your hands at this stage. I mean, the the best guess is they'll simply announce provincial projects that they were going to be on the hook for funding anyway and call it uh, their contribution to city Hamilton Transit. 
we really don't know. But going back, I mean, LRT is not like it came out of the blue. This is a product of more than 10 years of consultation yes. and back and forth. As Councillor Wilson mentioned, entire elections were won and lost over LRT. So the idea that a, a you know provincially appointed task force can magically figure out how to spend a billion dollars in the city of Hamilton on the back of an envelope, I mean... Again, I'm I'm at a it's, loss for words. Yeah, it's it's anti-democratic. Unless it's predetermined. It, quite possibly, it's anti-democratic. It's populist snake oil. Well, it, it smacks of, of the provincial government coming in here and saying, we're saving you from yourselves. This is way too expensive for you, and we're going to kill it right now because it's going to be, as the premier said last night, it's going to be a burden to Hamilton taxpayers. I think we're pretty aware of that. I mean, we're not naive in this city. And I know there's a lot of people that were opposed to this project, and they're probably dancing on a, on a keg right now. That's fine. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about dancing um, and being joyful by betting against your own city, you know, by being pessimistic about the future of this community. You know, Hamilton, we've got generations of steel workers, of manufacturers who worked hard and helped build infrastructure across this entire province. It's our turn, and this has been on the agenda for a long time. And make no mistake about it, you know, Hamilton is not without blame in this discussion. You know, I have lots of colleagues outside of the city who for the last umpteen years have rolled their eyes and said, what is it? You know, you, your council keeps getting rewarded for bad behavior. We've had over 40 votes in favor of this project, and as Recently, as last week, we have councillors on that project who keep trying to undermine it and nip at it by trying, by leading with the vision, you know, by playing to smallness. Councils, councils past and present. Uh, councillors past and present as well that have derailed this. Absolutely. And, and, you know, they're remarkably quiet today, Bill. Remarkably quiet. And they need to be held accountable. They are culpable in this mismanagement, it sends exactly the wrong message. In Hamilton, we cannot do big things. We cannot be a future city. And let's make no mistake about it, adding lanes to existing highways is not transformational. We were down this road before, and I don't want to drag the stadium debate back into this discussion, but there is a a parallel here. Uh, we were perilously close to losing that whole project, too. And I know some people on council say, oh, no, that wasn't going to happen. I know for a fact that it was. We were within days of the province saying, to hell with you. We'll build it someplace else. And this this government's done that. Can we start governing by not catering to the lowest common denominator? Can we not do big things? Can we Can we not keep our promises? Can we not be bold and brave? And can we not start knitting t- together coalitions you know, and for those who govern by division, there's a reason they do that, because they have no new ideas. Don't this city is in a fiscal crisis? There's lots of reasons I supported LRT, including the fact it would enrich our tax base. Our commercial and industrial assessment is not growing, and it's falling on the back of our homeowners and our renters for sure. Our renters, there is no Plan B. So let's start talking about that. They can't, so they divide. Well, how do you fight that, John Paul? What do you, what do, you do? I mean, there's, there's got to be, at some point, a decision made by this council that they're going to make those bold moves and they're going to do something transformational. Uh, then don't, very few of those councillors are walking talk the walk. Talk to me in three years. 
Yeah. I, I think, you know, there's no, no doubt that a, a large part of the problem is some of those long, long-term divisions on council, um, the dithering and intentionally you know, hmm. putting up roadblocks for, for if it's not in my ward, then, you know, I'm not interested. But at the same time, I mean, we have to have honest and willing partners we in do. upper levels, levels of government. And right now with the provincial government, clearly we don't have that. Uh, I see a lot of hope in the federal government with uh, Minister McKenna, who's just appointed as the Minister of Infrastructure, uh, Hamiltonian. And But at, at the same time, we... we we have to find a way to work together. And, and you had Keenan Loomis uh, from the Chamber of Commerce on earlier talking about if there are opportunities there that we need to figure out, you know, what we're going to move forward with as a council. But at, at this point, in the fact that it's a provincially mandated task force, uh, it, it's really too early to say what that might look like. But clearly, you know, just internally in our own council, we have issues. And then through the upper levels of government, uh, I mean, clearly there's problems there. Well, it's going to be up to you guys on council to sort this out mm-hmm. among yourselves. And, and 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 maybe it's about time to start calling out the people that are, are dragging the city behind. And I mean, that, that's something that I know they don't want to do. It's you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back and that sort of thing. Well, but We need transformational leadership. We need real leadership. We don't, we cannot afford any more transactional. But the other thing we have to get here too, though, Maureen, is representation from senior levels of government. We Absolutely. Need, we need champions. I, I mentioned the stadium issue because uh, I know the story because I talked to a number of people that were involved in that. Uh, Sophia Aginalides, for, who was an MPP in this area at that time, and she was also in, in, the, in the cabinet, basically called everybody together on a Sunday in, in Queen's Park and simply said, put your phones out there. We're not leaving this room until we get a deal or there's no deal and you can all go home and you don't get a stadium. Well, they found a deal. Mm-hmm. Where where was our champion on this? Yeah, but it, again, it's got to be a deal based on the future of this. I city know, but and where principles. was where, where, where who was our LRT champion? I mean, there's a new government here. Was Donna Skelly fighting for LRT for this community? I don't know. I I, I know what her stand is on it, and, and I can surmise where she was on this. It it it's pains me to say this because MPP Skelly and I have a fairly good working relationship. But she is not delivered for the city of Hamilton. And if anything, she's worked against the interests of the city of Hamilton. Um, and to find, you know, well, just thinking about the, the Ford government and their totality, I mean, in all honesty, can anybody name one single achievement that they've made in their entire term in government? And I'm hard-pressed to think of one example where, you know, there's something positive that's come out of this uh, provincial government. And we need that from our, you know, provincial representative at Queen's Park. And it's, I'm not sure what it is, if it's a relationship thing um, between um, MPP Skelly and the mayor or some holdovers from her time on council. I have no no idea what it is, but the difference between when we had Ted McMeekin mm-hmm. at Absolutely. Cabinet at the provincial government is night and day. Well, the, the likes of Ted McMeekin, unfortunately, are not in this government. And we need more Ted, Ted McMeekins. We need more David Christoffersons. Um, we, need, we need leaders. Uh, we need le- leaders locally, provincially, and federally. I believe we have it federally. I remain committed to LRT. Um, and I will work hard um, and in fairness, to try and move that yardstick. 
Maureen Wilson, John Paul Danko, thanks so much for coming in. It's a busy day, an emotional day, I guess, for an awful lot of people. Appreciate you guys uh, on your input. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to weigh in on this. Uh, a number of you have already uh, jumped in here with your emails and your tweets, and uh, we'll read some of those and, uh, of course, accept other ones, too. You can get us on email at bkelly at 900chml.com and on Twitter at chmlbillkelly. Uh, but you can also call us, uh, or for the next few minutes, 905-645-3221, 905-645-3221, star 9900 is a toll-free number. Uh, jump in the queue right now, because we're not going to have a lot of time, but I really want to get a read as to how you feel about the uh, decision that was uh, announced yesterday by the provincial government to uh, withdraw the funding for Hamilton's LRT project, uh, and where we go from here. And uh, we'll go to your calls and your emails and your tweets in just a couple of minutes, uh, I promise you. But uh, first of all, I want to bring uh, one more counselor involved in this uh, who actually has a – this is going to have a direct impact on the area that he represents, uh, meaning the downtown area, of course, in Ward 2. Uh, and that would be key, uh, Counselor Jason Farr, who joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Jay, thank you for the time on a busy day today. Uh, first of all, your reaction to what happened yesterday. Well, it's still a little surreal, Bill, and thank you for the uh, massive coverage from CHML right from the press conference that didn't happen uh, throughout this morning's show. I've caught some of it, and uh, yeah, I'm still a little bit uh, in shock, a little saddened, and uh, certainly uh, doing what I can in terms of uh, my work over many years now, facilitating uh, growth, assessment growth, development um in the ward in the heart of our city and as it relates to um in every case bill lrt supportive investment and we're talking about you know this is an approximation but we're over a billion easily in completed projects or projects that are ongoing and i'm not even including in that approximate approximate number of which i've determined on my own but i can certainly get something a little more substantive um uh, we're not talking about proposed projects and you know every now and again i still have folks in my office who are eager to uh, jump on board and all of which thus far all of which lrt supportive so i've been placing some calls i've talked to a few uh who have already heavily invested and uh yeah trying to get a read trying to bring uh, some confidence trying to well, what are they what are they telling you jay what are they telling you? I mean, well, you, you, know, you look at you got people like uh, like Leuna and and Fengate involved in a huge project, and I, I know Joe Manson always stated, "Listen, the uh, the LRT was one of the main reasons they invest in downtown, uh, not the first time they've done it." But I mean, an awful lot of people must right now feel like the rug has been pulled out from under them. Yeah, not not surprisingly, and Joe, I have not reached out to uh, or or the Leuna offices or or Fengate, but but you know he's quite clearly on social media, very disappointed, and it's understandable. I mean, that is an extremely uh, uh, progressive, brownfield, urban renewal program they have at Leuna. Uh, We've already seen with the completion of the Thompson Building and, uh, you know, swiftly selling out to to students uh, and and refurbishing our our, uh, James Street uh, corridor. Uh, You know, you can go back as far as Leuna Station, and, of course, right now with the former infamous Delta Bingo Hall at the corner of King and Houston in a transformation there, all very much LRT supportive. And so you can understand, I mean, they, they have performance. They make investments in the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in our core uh, and, and are as LRT supportive as, as any of them. Others, Bill, uh, um, uh, one uh, particular developer who I've been working closely with, uh, you may recall, 
some years ago, said I wouldn't be building this building if it weren't for the LRT, spoke with this individual. He doesn't want me to share uh, too much right now on, on the, uh, on, on the you know, the, the company or the, they're, they're still looking at other uh, possibilities, but they also said and shared with me that they want to hear what their customers have to say. And some have reached out more. They expect will be reaching out. Uh, and that's, that's, that's something when you hear, oh, well, is this going to affect current sales or negotiations for sales of condominium units? I, uh, I had a, a quick exchange with uh, Rudy Spalacci. Rudy has always been a, a subway guy. So you can imagine, uh, you know, LRT was was uh, secondary for him. It was always we need to go big or go home. Uh, so you know, there's a and Spalacci and, and uh, of course Valerie are, are behind the two phases now complete of a five five phase development at the Royal Connaught. Uh, so so none of them are, are happy. I've reached out to others too that that are have been very giddy and, and you know. It, Looking very seriously at development, one, uh, for example, is the former uh, squash club, former Tiger Cat headquarters between Jarvis and Ferguson. As of right development, you can get about 180 units in there in behind King and right off what was to be, and maybe still will with what I'm hearing on your uh, program in the news just now, an LRT stop. Uh, uh, and, and I haven't heard back. So I, I'm doing what I can to reach out, hopefully to bring some some assurance that this councillor still wants to work very closely with them. Uh, you know, I did catch some of what our chamber president was saying with you earlier today. He is bang on. If we're going to focus the billion elsewhere, we still need to heavily focus on the corridor and urban renewal and the economic development because it's it's proven in terms of economic development. On top of all the other good things, the housing, the residential, the affordable, the environmental, it, it's, um, it, it's a day where I'm heavily focused on, on reaction and trying to bring some comfort. Jay, more to come on this in the days and weeks ahead. Thanks so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Again, appreciating the coverage, Bill. Thank you. Okay, Ward 2 Councillor Jason Farr. Uh, to you now, the, the, the taxpayers in this community uh, that are impacted, uh, either positively or negatively, I guess, depending on your opinion. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Do you agree or disagree with the uh, provincial government's decision? And are you pointing fingers? I mean, who's to blame for this? Maybe you're happy about this. Who takes credit for it then? 905-645-3221, start 9900. Emails bkelly at 900chml.com and on Twitter at chml Bill Kelly. Let's uh, find out how Hamilton is feeling about this. Dave, you're first up on this. How are you doing this morning, Dave? I'm terrible, Bill. Absolutely terrible. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Disappointed. I was hoping for the best. You always hope for the best in the government. We're not getting it. Um, the reason... The, re- the reason we have got this cancelled comes down to simple. There are no conservative seats in Hamilton. Don't say Donna Kelly is a conservative seat for Hamilton because she's not. She represents her little constituency out there in Hooterville, and that's all she cares about. Listen, to all you activists on council who tried to stop this project, how the heck are we going to keep paying for welfare and social housing with no increased tax base? You want to answer that question? Well, Doug Ford, somebody has to be accountable for it, don't they, Dave? In this city, when's the last time uh, anybody got kicked out, really? But I hope so. But this is devastating to the city. Um, we're going to be, we're, we're starting to grow. I hope we still do. But, uh, you know, we're going to easily wind up with Buffalo under the wrong stewardship. Very angry. Not not surprised about Ford. I mean, there's no interest for him to spend money in Hamilton. This billion-dollar task force bill, we both know that's just a stall tactic. They won't even be in power in four years or five years which is too long in my case. It'll never be done. 
Dave, th- be done. Th- thanks so much for the call, Dave. For so- very passionate, obviously. Uh, Ken Mann in our CHML Newsroom just dug up a story that he actually did last fall from April. Okay, yeah, April. Uh, and it was on a meeting where the, the Doug Ford was here in the in uh, the city. And the headline is, based on the, uh, the, uh, the speech that he gave that, was uh, Doug Ford says Hamilton will decide the fate of the LRT. Well, no, they didn't. Uh, it was the Ford government that decided the fate of LRT, apparently. Grant, you're next on the Bill Kelly Show. Welcome to the program, Grant. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good. Happy or sad today? Uh, very sad, disappointed. I've been following this file for about 11 years, and I was one of the early members of uh, um, Light Rail Hamilton uh, uh, Citizens Group. So uh, just four quick points. Uh, I know you got a lot of people want to get on. So I recall the Ford government announced it was probably about a couple months ago. They they would spend thirty billion on transit in the GHA or sorry the GTA in Toronto. So Hamilton, we're the second largest city in the province. We can't get ten percent of that pie when we contribute a, a lot to the provincial coffers. Very sad. Uh, scraps from the table. And I won't even start with the go transit uh, trains to Union. Yeah, that's that's another topic. Uh, I'll be writing an op-ed on that soon, but uh, just ridiculous. Um, anyways, so political payback that's been mentioned. Skelly's done no favors for Hamilton, and you know the Tories they say, well, you know, basically you didn't support us, but what have they done to earn our support? They haven't invested anything in Hamilton. They cut the uh, basic income pilot. They've done all kinds of things that. Uh, Certainly doesn't endear them to the Paul to the um, to the taxpayers to the citizens. So I hope people remember that in three years. Uh, council they have a fair bit of blame to to uh, uh, be responsible for the dithering for years, flip flopping. Uh, that's got a kind of Whitehead's modus operandi. Um, and I recall a number of councillors went on a I think it was a taxpayer funded junket, a fact finding mission to other cities of Vancouver, Calgary, Portland, Oregon to find out more about the LRT and Ferguson, who initially was against it, came back a uh, true believer. But lately he's uh, he's gone back on his uh, opinion for what? What's changed? I don't get it. Do we have to send him on another holiday? Um, Grant, i got to jump I got to jump in here. We're just about, we got a lot of folks okay. here, not a whole lot of people. Okay. Well, I, by the way, the last vote that was taken on this, Councillor Ferguson was in support of it. Uh, he's taking a lot of heat from it from some of his residents up there, but uh, some of them have stood strong on this issue. Others, well, clearly not so much. Uh, Brian, you're on the Bill Kelly Show. Welcome, Brian. Morning, Bill. How are you? Good. Your thoughts on uh, the decision yesterday? Stunned. Um, it just seems like uh, I think Scott Thompson said, you know, we take one step forward and three back. Um, I just I have to accuse uh, maybe you and your guests that have talked about, you know, how we're going to proceed and what we're going to do with this billion dollar. Do you really think we're going to get it? I have no confidence in this freaking government at all. I think, uh, I think Carolyn Maroney mentioned that LRT could possibly maybe be on the table, but I think that was just a, you know, a nice uh, free-for-all to get off the radio. Yeah, that's what I mentioned, I, Brian. As, look, at, this is a panel that's being struck by the provincial government. And do you really think they're going to come back with a recommendation that says, yeah, that project you canceled, you shouldn't have done that? Of course they're not going to. No, and I hope, you know, maybe she's getting her knuckles wrapped for saying that on the radio. I can't believe she said it. But I have no confidence in this government at all as far as coming through with that billion dollars for Hamilton. It's just not going to happen. Well, I'm skeptical, too. Listen, I was skeptical that they were going to get the money in the first place, and, and that sadly came true as well. Uh, the, the whole thing about this is trust, isn't it? 
And once the government says, yeah, we're behind this, and, and Doug Ford said that more than once, and then they renege on this, for whatever reason, can you trust them anymore when they make an announcement? Mind you, this is the same premier that said nobody's going to lose their job with his funding cuts, too, and we saw how that's working out. Uh, Neil, you're next on the Bill Kelly Show. Hi, Neil. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Good. Your thoughts? think that it's Groundhog Day all over again. You can bet that uh, the provincial government met behind closed doors and probably received some excellent legal advice and have decided to go in the direction that they think's best. If council's not up to dealing with the task force, they need to resign immediately. With respect to the transportation file, you're going to have an HSR strike before the end of the year, and uh, it's time to get on with it. Your point's well taken. I know that's a subsidiary issue, Neil, but uh, uh, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of, of you know, grinding of teeth today, and I can understand that because of the decision and a lot of anger. Uh, but uh, you're right. City Council's got to get back to work. Uh, there's a pending strike, obviously, with the ATU, and that's going to be a concern, and there's some other things to be done, too. Uh, but they've got to keep an eye on what's going on at Queen's Park as well because, obviously, it has an impact on an awful lot of the stuff that's going to be happening here. Patrick, uh, you're on the Bill Kelly Show. Patrick, go ahead. Morning, Bill. Hi. How are you? Good, good. What do you think about the decision? Um, I'm uh, angry, disappointed, but at the same time, I'm not surprised at the very least. You expected this? Yes. Uh, I uh, I live in Hamilton, but I work for the transit uh, industry in Guelph. Okay. And uh, me and uh, my co-workers have been talking about this for a while, and uh, we figured that... Uh, Doug Ford, as soon as the moment he took office, that was on his agenda, was to squash this. And I mentioned that on the program. And if Patrick, I appreciate your call. I, as soon as, as Premier Ford uh, announced that he was going to have to find $6 billion in quote-unquote efficiencies, uh, I, I right off the bat, and I remember saying this on the show, that you know he, he's looking at Hamilton's LRT. There's $1 billion of it right then and there. A quick and easy fix for him. Uh, and I know he said it's still on the table, but I, I'm skeptical about that, too. So we'll see just uh, exactly how much of that money is actually dedicated to projects and which projects, for that matter, too. Jesse, you're on the Bill Keller Show. Glad you could join us, Jesse. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm very upset about this. I, I think the uh, city needed this to grow, and uh, we spent all this money on procuring properties and stuff. So what's going to happen with all that now is my question. Well, they resell the land, I guess, but, I mean, I don't know if they're going to get market value for it. It depends, right? And now the, now the main problem is the homeowner's taxes are probably going to go up um, and property values are going to go down because a lot of people were relying on this, especially people living along the corridor that was supposed to receive this. Well, that's part of the concern, Jesse. Thanks so much for the call. A lot of people invested in properties along that line, expecting that they were going to build commercial or, in some cases, residential. It'd uh, be interesting to see if any of those projects move ahead. Frank, you're going to get the last word on this. How are you doing today? Well, I'm all right. Thanks, Bill. I, I, you're not going to like this. You and I had this little bit of a box around on this when it all started. But I, I don't like this premier more than anybody else. But I'm going to thank him today for saving us the pocketbook here that this is going to drive this city into deep tax arrears. And uh, it's not timing. It's not, not against ALRT. I just think the timing, Bill, just out quickly here. This city has always put the cart before the horse. Let's get all those renaissance buildings down there in, in town, get the tax base elevated so we can afford to run the train. Now, most of the people in these combinations down there are going to be, you know what they're going to be doing, they're going to be leaving this city on the GO train. We've waited 
over 10 years for some, some confirmation as to whether or not we're getting all-day go service here. Now they're thinking of bringing it over to St. Catharines and over to, to Niagara. So people coming from there are going to go right through into the go station here. They're going to bypass an LRT. Don't, can't you see that happening? No, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, Frank, I see the opposite happening. I see commitment Sorry. down here and people buying properties downtown and moving downtown and starting businesses downtown, and it was all predicated on the fact that there was going to be an LRT. Uh, your one point more, about all-day go services, just, you know, just a second. Your point about, Frank, too, Frank, Bill. Frank, listen, listen. Your point about yeah. go transit is, is superfluous to this discussion. I want to talk about LRT. I, I think if we've got buses, we could, we could serve the whole city of Hamilton. Those buses could go downtown too, Bill. They already do. We already have bus routes. And we I'm, talking, I'm talking about environmental free, uh, free buses. And we're, and we're getting more bang for our buck. They, they can move around. You know, it's just, it's, and I'll tell you, you've you got to look further in this. A lot of the rapid transit um, tenure for the, for the world is starting to shift this way, away from on rail. Give me an example. Well, I can't give you an example right now. I, I'd have to pick up some copies I was reading, but well, you know what, Frank? Uh, well, Frank, we'll do this. We'll do this in a future. We'll do this in a future discussion. No, no, I told you, I got a minute. No, we're out of time. I got to do the break. I know that you're a great contributor to this program all the time with your emails and your phone calls, Frank. And I always appreciate it. You don't get me angry when you you have a contrary opinion. This is what it's all about. It's about dialogue, going back and forth. And I know that you're not the only person that's opposed to LRT. And, but you're the only one who apparently called in today, at least in the segment that we've just done now. Uh, but I'm not going to suggest that that means the overwhelming majority of people were in favor of it, but an awful lot of people were. It was a city council decision to move forward on this. Even the people that were opposed to it said, yes, let's move forward on this. And we just got the rug pulled out from us by a provincial government that's, let's face it, only concerned about saving money in the bottom line. And I don't even know if they're going to invest in buses here. We don't know what this task force is going to do. I don't even know who they are. But it sounds as if, once again, the province is saying, okay, we'll leave the money on the table now, but don't forget, it's still our money, so we'll spend it the way we want. But we might do it here in the city of Hamilton. But I don't even know if we're going to have any say in how that's going to be spent. Lots of questions, lots of anger, but we got to move on. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. The Bill Kelly Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 till noon on 900 CHML. I'm Bill Kelly. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure that you rate and review.